I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Make some noise, Orange fans. It's time for the Juice Nation podcast with Sean, TJ, and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Q's Nation podcast. Alright, what's up, Q's Nation? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Q's Nation podcast. I am Sean alongside Solo Joe today. Uh, TJ is on hiatus. Today we're going to go over two games for you. Uh, the win against Miami and the win against Pitt. Uh, of course, we'll start with Miami. The uh, 55-70 win over Miami. And here are the highlights. Torian Thompson, wide to the right. John Gillen getting his first touch. Now Andrew White, top of the key. Jumper, pure right down the middle along Deuce. The ball. Gillen wide to the right, off a pick there. Throws far side for battle. Shakes his defender, fires up, and drills a 19-footer. Trailing by four. Battle on the handle. Right of the lane. Roberson elevates for the hammer. Catching wing left. Calls for a screen from Leiden. Splits the defenders out front. Bounces inside. Roberson elevates and banks it in. That's what Gillen. The grip on a pass to the perimeter. Found on the loose ball by Battle. Touch pass. Leiden to White trying to change what we just said. He does. Gillen front court to Leiden. Bounce pass in the paint. Threw that a long way. Roberson out for three. Good. Andrew White second in a row. And Vasilovic, Newton, and Reed, the three guards. Vasilovic from Rochester right down the middle. If he could have hurried there, Battle was ahead of the pack. Gillen hangs on for safety. Back for Leiden. Watch three. Gillen three. That's a monster shot for another 10-point lead. Six. Gillen on the take against the bigger defender. To the right side for White over Vasilovic. Back rim high. And and down with some drama. But the Orange get their first major conference win of the season. Go to one and one in ACC play as they stop Miami's seven-game winning streak and thoroughly dismantle the Canes on a 70-55 to Orange victory. And a big victory. Not a huge win within the ACC, but a victory that the Cuse needed nonetheless because of their floundering in the um, pre-conference play. And what we got, what I noticed was the defense. I mean, oh yeah. finally, we had flipped a switch on defense. And that's almost what it feels like is like we turned it on <laughs> because, oh yeah, because it was nowhere to be found. Right, Joe? Oh yeah. Like what you talked about earlier uh, last week. I mean, you've been hounding on it, harping on it all season effort. Effort, Just effort, heart, giving up, 
Yep. Yep. Then they did not give up. And no. they had heart. And they oh, yeah. they played as a team. They weren't selfish with the ball on offense. And um they extended the zone. It was actually Yes. It was actually a two three zone. It was like one <laughs> of the was. first times this year that we've actually seen them perform like that. And I was giddy about that game. Oh, I'm sure Jimmy B was just so relieved to finally see something because uh, I know. And, and, and what did what did Jim Beheim have to say? Here we go. Our defense was just better tonight. We we gave up some open threes, but we did a better job. It wasn't as good as we need to do, but we did a better job, and we were more efficient on offense. Uh, you know when they. Their man-to-man is very good, and we established that lead. They went zone. We missed three out of our first three threes, and they got back in it. But then Andrew hit a couple, and then Tyler hit one. Then he got one in the high post. We got a little separation. Uh, Andrew shot. We haven't had one of those that's kind of been a little lucky. They went up and came back down. We've seen that against us, but we haven't had it. So that was a you know a nice one. Then we got a bounce on a deflected pass. For a layup too, but I, I thought the difference was our defense was better. We're more active. Um, John, I thought settled down uh, at the point. He made some errors, but he he made a lot of good plays. And I think uh, I think the one thing about that position when you're hesitating, you're thinking about the other guy coming in. I think I think that's what a, one of our problems has been. And that's exactly right, and that's exactly what we've been talking about all season, Joe, is the defense has done nothing but this game against Miami. It was turned on, and some notables here. um, I will say that Miami went for (laughs) – their total was 20% from the free throw line, and this is fantastic. They went two for 10. We only gave them 10 free throws, which is – that's excellent. Oh, yeah. That's- and it was funny because TJ even said before the game that uh, we didn't want to get it in a free throw game. And uh, I think he might have gave him a little uh, maybe kiss of death the he- there. Yeah, maybe he <laughs> put the hex on him because they went two for ten. But not only the two, but the ten is the bigger number to me. Is We only gave them ten free throws, which, I mean, I, I get, granted, we led the whole game. So there's yeah. no need to foul. But... Let's be honest. I mean, Syracuse, they get handsy, man, on defense. And it doesn't matter how much they're up by or what point in the game it is. They're, they're handsy, and, and, you know, to only give, allow them 10 free throws is excellent. And I think that's a, that's, a, that's a good thing to mention. And the other thing is the second chance points from Miami, six on the board. Oh, yeah. That's something that I noticed. They didn't get too many opportunities. Um, I mean – like we've talked about the 2-3 zone, a little of it is, you know, learning it and getting used to playing it with, you know, new teammates and new faces. But like you said, I mean, defense really, for the most part, is effort. Yeah. And I think that uh, yeah. Beheim finally sat down. Um, I know Coleman's been having some issues with his knees as far as being sore, and I think Frank Howard is very, very far in the doghouse. And I think he sat down and said, hey, these are the guys I trust. It's going to be you guys. You know, and just just show me something. I mean, it's, it was almost like an act of desperation, really. Yeah, and that's 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 a great transition into this. So, they J- Jimmy played eight guys, okay, but with those eight guys, he's got Frank Howard and Dewan Coleman 
each with one minute. Oh yeah. Okay. So he played six guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, they he put him in for the last minute for Leiden and Gillen, and then uh, Torin started, but he got in a couple early fouls, and you could tell it irritated Bayheim, and he took him out. I think he only had five minutes, and Roberson played the other thirty-five. So. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty much like you said, five guys. I mean, we had five guys for thirty-five plus minutes. Well, so. it was well, it was six. I mean, I mean, it was, no. <laughs> you're, no, you're right. It's five. It was five. Uh, Torian Thompson played five minutes. Okay. Okay. So you're right. I mean, it pretty much. Um, Andrew White had forty minutes. Andrew White had um, twenty-two points. Tyler Lydon had thirty-nine minutes with um, twenty points and forty minutes for Tyus Battle with nine points. So, yes. and one thing I will say, you know, we we we, we talked about uh, TJ talking um, smack about the free throw. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over one hundred forty million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives... There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Shooting, and he's right, but we shot 85.7%. We went 12 for 14 from the line, which is huge. Um, compared to the rest of the season, and um, you know you can't you, you can't beat that. This game no. was a full game. Sarah, yes. This was Syracuse Orange. This was their first full game of the season. This is the game they played from beginning to end, and it was all there. This is the Syracuse team that we're used to seeing, and finally, it comes yep. during ACC play. And that's a big no. deal to me. It's, am- it's amazing how much little effort and confidence can do on defense can do for your offense. You know, oh, I mean, we yeah. talked. Yeah, we, we talked about the uh, Miami, Miami, very, you know, physical defensive team. They had a couple seniors that have played with us, but or played against us, I should say, and beat us. But I mean, really, what I mean, they had one guy in double digits and that was Vasilovich. you know, that guy that had was just launching from everywhere. I mean, it seemed to be their only offense. They had nothing going inside. I mean, it was it was a pretty – I mean, I think Miami's not as bad as they, they showed 
Um, I think that was also no, a piggyback right. between, you know, SU's defense and the fact that I don't think Miami played that good of a game. So Miami did not play that good of a game. In fact, um, they were uh, 42 and 42.3% from, from, from three point range. But here's the number that killed Miami. And this had everything to do with the Syracuse orange defense. And that is 38%. Well, let's call it 39, 38.9% um, field goals from the floor. So yes. you had a uh, total 21 of 54. That's awful. That is yeah. terrible. And that is the zone. They finally played the zone the way you're supposed to play the zone, and that's what happens. You get 38.9%. That's it. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Uh, here we go. It, this is uh, the players post game. Um, you know, you get a win under your belt like this at home in front of a crowd, and, uh, you know, it just shows what we're capable of doing. So I think it could be, but like I said before, you know, it's great to get this win, but you got to come back to reality a little bit and just get better and come to practice and work. And, I mean, it's human nature when your back is up against the wall. You know, you lay down and die and come out fighting. It was good to see that from our team. Um, you know, a lot of guys helped tonight. A lot of guys contributed. If you're someone playing with passion, you feed off of it. I've never felt that type of energy from my teammates before on this team. So just going forward, I, I'm going to look for that because I see what we have. Like, we have to play together to win. I see ties in a shot. And I see how, you know, hard he's, he's playing and how, you know, happy he is to hit it and how much it means to him. And that's just contagious. So, I mean, just feeding off each other in that sense is going to help us move forward. Um, the whole night we were relying on our defense, and that's what, we, that's what we need to do. That's what Syracuse has always done, is just play great defense. And um, we've obviously gotten away with that early in the season, just not playing good defense or anything. And, um, so we got to get back to it and just play hard. Game's over, and you got a convincing win against a really good basketball team to open up, you know, the ACT place. So uh, it was great just to do that on our home floor. And this is one down and many to go. We got a really good team waiting for us uh, a couple days down the road. So we got to ice up and get ready to try to dial up another good performance for Pittsburgh this weekend. And that was Leiden, White, and Gillen post game in the locker room. Uh, another notable on that game to me, was um, uh, 25 for 44 and 56.8%. It's a little in the gray area for me um, on offense for the Qs. But another thing, and, you know, hey, we're going to break down the good, but we're going to break down the bad too because um, there was only three fast break points, okay? And there was only four second chance points um, from the Qs, and you know we won, and I'm happy that we won, but we can improve there, for sure. Yes. So, um, you know we had uh, a largest lead was 17 points. There was only one lead change in that game, and um, you know I mean I guess that's pretty much it for that game. You know, like we mentioned, um, pretty much started five guys. We had we we had started eight technically um three of which with a total combined seven minutes and um jim Beheim has like choked down on 
his bench, basically. Oh, yeah. And like I said, I mean, I don't want to go get ahead of ourselves and, you know, praise Syracuse because they finally, I mean, like you said, it's the best put together game, but I don't think Miami brought everything and it's not poo poo them either. I mean, I think they came in thinking uh, it was going to be a little easier. They're a good team. So, no, I agree. I, I, I agree. I they, think it was a good win. It was a, it was a decent win. I texted you. I'm like, hey, good win. And you're like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, at, at some point, I mean, you want to talk like we dominated it, but it, with 13 minutes to go at one point in the second half, they made it to a one-point game, and then it was three for a little while. So, I mean, as much as – I mean, that's how good they played. Their sixth man off the bench had to hit 18 points just to, you know, keep yeah. up, keep them in it. Yep, exactly. So, And on another note, i got to be the only white guy with the last name ending in Vich that can't shoot a three. Because that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that's true what is that is that polish what what is uh, that it's like eastern european you know <laughs> russian type you know russian, but yeah, russian, they can all russian, shoot them yeah yeah that's true that's true all right so with that we are done with the miami game <laughs> on to pit so with pit here's your highlights in our 66 77 victory over Pittsburgh, Panting Panthers. Mm-hmm. To Syracuse, down to Jeter, a steal there, ripping out of his hands for White. It's a leak out, Gillen to the wide in the head. If he hurries, a jam. And the Orange on the counter strike, take a 6-4 lead. Young, he's 6-9. On the drive, goes Gillen right by him. Kicks opposite, left side three for battle. Yes! Gillen creating, battle delivering, and the Orange up three. And again, Gillen's always going to be defended by a bigger player. He's by far the smallest player. Now he fires a three, and it's right down the middle over Cameron Johnson. Leiden an inside screen. Gillen to Roberson. High low to Leiden. Thrown into traffic. One arm three in the paint. Turning. Flipping it up with a right. Right on Mark. Leiden the screen between the leg dribble. White wants three on the left. It's perfect for Andrew White. And the Orange are hot shooting the start as they were. Gillen. Gillen with some space there. Elects not to use it. Up front for a white three. That's a better call. Young with a switch. Gillen crossover. It's a free throw line to the right. Battle wants three. Give him three. And the Orange are on fire. They lead 23 to 8. It's Pittsburgh. Gillen again on the clear out. Drives on Young. Stops mid post on the left. Bounces back door. Driving the basket is White. He lays it in off the window. The Leiden on the block. Leiden out of a double team. Ahead to Gillen. Extra pass battle. Three ball. Bring it up. It's a 20 point Syracuse lead. Jones foul line right. Young high low. Luther battle away by Roberson. My word. Punched out by Roberson in midcourt. Gillen's got a, a three right away. What do you think? John Gillen is living large today. Here, really look to use some clock. White a three right side. They could look for that. Or they could look for that three for him. their offense. Gillen to White against Luther. Driving there in a mismatch. Steps back. Fires a 17-footer and rims it in. Gillen blows by Jones to the left elbow. Floater right to the rim. And a two-hand throw down for Tyler Roberson. Gillen around the hedge of Jones. Three on the timer. Gillen a lob to the rim. And a jam for Tyler Lydon. Pass and the final seconds are gone. So is a five-game losing streak to Pittsburgh. In the losing streak to Pittsburgh finally ends. Thank goodness. And Gillen was just a beast. What we a, might have found ourselves a point guard. What a beast. Let me tell you what. This guy was impressive today with a double-double. Uh, 20, um, excuse me, 20 points and 11 assists. He was not selfish with the ball. I will tell you what. Very, very impressed 
One thing I do have to critique about Gillen, though. He has no business. <laughs> he has no business trying to charge the basket. Okay? Twice, he threw up an alley-oop, which was beautiful. And that's what he needs to do. Because he's just too small. He's just too small. But I'll tell you what. He's got the feel from the outside. And I'll tell you another thing is that he can pass the ball. And Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Pass the ball. Without was, a doubt. I was very impressed with Gillen finally tonight. And uh, I, uh, a notable from yeah. this game, a couple notables, uh, Pitt played nine. They went nine deep. Okay. And Syracuse went a true six. Okay. And um, Torian Thompson, he got, the, he got the short end of the stick on that with 10 minutes and uh, four points. And, you know, Torian Thompson, as a freshman, is going to be a player. In my opinion, I think that he is going to be a player. He's going to be someone next year that we're definitely going to have to lean on, uh, especially with, in my opinion, and Joe, you might not agree, but with the sanctions that we still have to deal with next year, uh, Torian Thompson in the starting lineup, to me, is a big deal. Um, Oh, yeah. So, um well, I don't see. I don't think he's, this, that's the end of it for him this year. You know, I, I still see. I still see him getting better, realizing, you know, no one wants to sit. That's the worst thing you could do <laughs> to players is sit them. They want to play. So, the people that sit tend to listen to the coach a little bit more than than, than usual. And uh, you know, he's going to get in there, and he's going to be. If we're going to make any run into this, try to make the tournament, he's going to be a, a part of it because we can't go five deep forever. No, it'll be tough, but, I mean, the one thing you worry about, and it was a, almost an issue today, was foul trouble. We had Leiden, oh, yeah. we had Leiden with four. We had, to, we had to sit Leiden. And, um, you know, he, Leiden, is a, he's a scrappy, aggressive player, and you got to love that with Leiden. And, um, you know, running six or even eight with the way they – well. Let's let's really let's honest let's be honest. It's six. Can, yeah. we, can we agree with that? That it's six. Yeah, we have one bench player. Victoria I mean, Thompson. Cur- currently, yes. Okay. Um, so that's a concern of mine, especially going down the road um, for the rest of the ACC um, games with playing. You know, we're gonna have to play Duke and we got Virginia Tech coming up, which we're gonna go over soon, and we've got UVA and North oh, Carolina. Yeah. That's gonna well, be sometimes issue. we have only two day late uh, turnarounds. Yeah. You know, then, I mean what are you gonna that. do when you got three, four of your starters playing forty minutes and then two days later? I mean I know they're young kids, but God forbid some of them get banged up or, you know, anything like that. I mean something's gonna have to happen. But for right now, I mean He's found at least his starting lineup that's going to give the effort and the energy to yeah. lead the way for right now. And that's what a good coach does is he boils it down to 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 say finally, you know, at some point he's got to say what is going to get me some W's and then we'll worry about the next problem from there. And that next problem is getting people like Daywan Coleman ready um, because he's just been just okay. And Frank Howard, like you said, that dude, he's in the doghouse. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean you watched it today. 
everyone and that's that's another thing in the last two games i mean the bench is excited the whole team is oh, getting yeah. everyone involved you can see everybody you I know and you chills i got chills today jim oh, beheim yeah. jumped off the bench today and got excited you know i'm a jimmy b lover i love jimmy b and that was awesome I got because well, you know when he does that, it's it's big. something good's going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <you> know? <laughs> exactly. So, and your brother even he mentioned this to me. Like he said, when everything was going on, he watched the first half, and he said everyone was up, everyone was hyped, and he said only person on the bench that sat there with the same mopey face was Frank Howard. Well, Frank so, Howard, I mean, if he wants to be a a little sourpuss, he can go be a sourpuss somewhere else because this is a team effort. You either get better or you sit. Yeah, and Jimmy B, he's it's he's all tough love. I mean, he's got his crazy weird ways that you know some people question sometimes and motivational factors. You know, everything he's had to do with Tyler Robeson throughout the years. You know, who knows if he's trying to pull some of that on Frank Howard? But I mean, it yeah, works. That's true. That's true. And the best way to do it is take minutes. That's right. Take minutes and put him on the bench, and that will definitely change someone's attitude. And you'll know if he changes for the worse, then maybe he wasn't worth it to begin with. Um, my opinion, game ball, both games, goes to Gillen. Let's see what Gillen had to say after the pit win. John Gillen here, and uh, John, maybe your best game in an orange uniform. What was that like in the first half when he had the 22 to nothing run? Man, I didn't even know it was 22 to nothing, but I know everybody was uh, clicking on all cylinders, and that's just uh, just showing what we can do if we're all playing hard and uh, playing together. It was less than a week ago after that Boston College game. I don't think anyone could have seen this week coming. How did you guys make these last two games happen? Um, I mean, we all just kept believing, even though people outside probably don't. So uh, it's not a huge surprise to us, even though it does feel good to come out and get wins. It's been obviously a very consistent lineup, short bench. The five of you guys played nearly the whole game. You were out there right, the entire game. When you have five together like that, what kind of chemistry has that built as quickly as it has? Uh, it builds a lot of uh, chemistry just playing with them uh, the whole game. You know where they want to shoot. You know how they're going to rotate defensively. So it just all starts to click when you're out there at the same time. I guess the other question is how are you guys handling it physically? Because that's a lot of basketball to be playing in, in one week here. I mean, this is the first time I've ever started to you know get treatment and stuff in my career. So. I mean, I'm just trying to handle it like that. So. Working out so far here, two games into it, obviously a long way to go. What did the Dome do for you guys this week? Because the crowd certainly got behind you when you were making that big run. Yeah, it, feels, it definitely feels good to have everybody cheering for you. It gives you a big adrenaline rush, and it makes you just feel good. It makes you want to play harder. You don't want to let anybody down, so you just go out and play your hardest. You are obviously shooting well today, but also had a career high in assists with uh, 11. What did you see when you were had your teammates around there? There's a lot of good options out there today. Um, they were all hitting shots for me, and they uh, – Look at this guy. They're all hitting shots. They're all playing hard, and they make my job easy by the way they play and the you know type of players they are, and I'm thankful for them. All right, and that was Jonathan Gillum. Um, um, so he had Tyler Lydon back there messing with him. Um, uh, and, and, hey, he's been, he's been the one to finally take leadership of this team. Yeah. Yeah, you know like we were I mean? talking about guard play, man. Yeah, we've been looking for a leader. Unfortunately, we're gonna have to, you know, find someone else to step up next year, and hopefully, they can go under uh, John Gillum, John Gillen's wing. Because I mean, right now, since he's been kind of like forced into that role, he's been doing a good job. And like we said, he got double double with. 
20 points, 11 assists, and Andrew White with 40 minutes, John Gillen with 40 minutes, and Tyus Battle with 40 minutes. And, um, you know, hey, you remember Johnny Flynn? You remember Johnny Flynn? The stamina of Johnny Flynn? That doesn't come along very often. So, um, you know, coach can do this is is as long as he has the stamina. Uh not everybody is a Johnny Flynn. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> so, um but I do believe that Gillen I do think that he does have the stamina and I think he has the talent and I think that he can lead this team for this year and hopefully he can um you know, lead by example and have someone pick up where he left off. Well, yeah, and he, um, I think it's, like I said, confidence, and I think Beheim making that move, I think sometimes when you're afraid that as soon as you make that first mistake, you're just going to get replaced with Howard, and then as soon as Howard makes a mistake, you're going to get replaced with Gillen, and it's back and forth. You don't get the the chance to get into the flow when you're playing scared. So by Beheim saying, okay, we're just going to put you on the bench, and hey, you're going to go. I'm going to give it to you. Here's the keys. You know, get comfortable and, and, and just do your thing. And I think that that's helped out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes playing scared doesn't help. No, you're right. You're not, you're right. But if if you can't handle the pressure, though, then it's just well, not. You're just uh, not meant it could. For it. it was pretty pretty well visible that I don't think either of them could. So he had to make one choice, one way or another. Yeah, exactly. And and I think he said something today in the in his press conference about um the reason he chose Gillum was because he could shoot his, shoot that three like he did today, six to twelve. Yep. And hey, speaking to coach. Here we go, and like you just said, this is what he had to say. Miss, uh, they get into uh, uh, mismatch situations for John, and he's trying to drive and get in the lane and find open guys, and we hit shots. You know, you get open shots and uh, and make them. But the, the difference in the game was our defense. Uh, we first half is probably the best defense we played. I, I can't remember when. Uh, Tyler came and blocked three or four shots. Uh, we were covering. Getting, staying in front of people, uh, didn't give them really any easy looks. And, and you can tell the difference in the second half. Uh, you know, the same team that was 0 for 7 is 6 for 12 because we didn't have the same coverage. And some of them were rebound throwouts, which are hard to defend. But, uh, you know, I thought the key, uh, just being patient, spreading them out, uh, trying to take advantage of Tyler lighting down low against the guards when he got a mismatch. And uh, but really the defense in the first half and then our ball movement when they went to the zone, we got great ball movement. We got Tyus uh, and Andrew wide open. And, uh, you know, John was uh, really, really good. His floor game uh, was just about as good as you could get uh, making plays and controlling the game. I thought he just was great. The, the the big reason he's in, one of the big reasons in the game with, that when they don't come up on him he can make a three, and that's that was I thought a huge difference in the game today. And exactly, and that's exactly that's exactly what he did today. And, Sorry, um, you know, it's a big deal. It's a big deal to to Q's fans to to finally turn a corner on this, and and Beheim he knows it too. It's it was it's the whole time the it's been the defense. Oh yeah, he, he's got, he's known that. And, and coming into this game, I was worried because I mean I don't know if you know anything about um, 
you know, this new coach that came in for Pittsburgh that replaced Jamie Dixon, but no, he's but, very offensive oriented. Okay, but Jamie Dixon, he scares me. Oh quite, yeah, quite he scared frankly. me. I mean, <laughs> it didn't matter what they what their their uh, their record, the rank. It didn't matter. I was nervous every time he came in because they play with some grit. But this year, yeah, for real. with the new coach, it's just been a lot more um, offensive oriented, and I, I I know for a fact coming into today, when uh, Michael Young and um, Jamel Artis were number one and number two in scoring in the ACC, and that they were up there. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and like Coach said, uh, they might have one of the best offenses in the, the league. That's what he said. Yeah. But and, the problem is, I think, and it's funny because they can score, but we came out hot. Oh, I mean, there's no, no doubt about that. I mean, but, I mean, 21 to 42 in the first half. Yeah. And. We were just crushing them. I mean, I oh, think we were a huge ahead. run in between. I think it was like it thirty-one was, to eight at some point or something like that. Something just... like that. I mean, there's a couple numbers on it that are impressive, <laughs> but our largest lead was twenty-eight points. Yeah, especially when you're talking about an offensive-oriented team. I mean, yeah. they couldn't. You know, like you. I mean, second half. I think they outscored us. I think you were you were talking about that earlier, but um. Yeah, yeah, they, they uh, did. They did. They but... definitely started, you know, amping up the D a little bit. That's why it ended up being, an, I think, an eleven-point game. But I mean, we pretty much had that in control the whole time. It's just, it was very scary. And I was, I was wondering because they have the same guys. You know, they got they had started four seniors. They yeah. beat us three times last year. Yeah, five the past five games. So I mean, I was worried that okay, they got the guys to do it. It's, but it's been it's, since it's, that Ennis buzzer beater. Remember the Ennis oh, buzzer beater? Yep. That was oh, our yeah. last win against Pitt. Uh, wow. <laughs> Three years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was I was worried, but I was wondering if the new technique with the new coach would maybe change stuff up. But I think after watching it, I think that they were missing a point guard. Well, I would say that is it for the Pittsburgh Panting Panthers. Looking ahead. To Virginia Tech. Now, uh, Virginia Tech has had two kind of like really, I mean, they've had a couple bad losses here. Yeah. Um, 78 to 104. Well, that was bad. Yeah. Against NC State. And then, um, you know, they got kind of walloped by uh, Florida State today. Uh, that was immediately after the Q's game. And Florida State a good team though. Oh, Florida State. Oh man, I'm not I'm not even I'm not even um I agree. <laughs> Florida, <laughs> yeah, Florida not, State that's not was, one of the bad losses you're talking that's about. That's not a bad <laughs> loss. No, but what I am saying though is that NC State is not even ranked. And right. um they whooped them. They whooped them worse than Florida State whooped them. Okay, and it was it was yeah. um, it was you know it, over a, over a hundred points they scored, and you know that you don't see that very much in the NCAA, and that's a conference game. So yeah. there's a and lot going on there. A week a week after they beat Duke by fourteen, so huh? Yeah, In, inconsistent much? Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> you know, I don't know what to think about Duke right now. I think uh, I think. Grayson Allen's um, suspension. That was a quick recovery. 
Yeah, um, it was pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was such a joke. <laughs> Crying Grayson Allen, the tripping yuppie. And yep. that's what Stood he'll in the be, corner for a game. Yep, that's what he'll be known as on the Cuse Nation podcast is Crying Grayson Allen, the tripping yuppie. And <laughs> uh, I hope he gets freaking demolished the rest of the year. I hope someone trips him. How's that? That's what I hope. So, oh, did you see that game today? I did not. They played against Boston College. They had a pretty good lead, and then uh, Boston College got it within, I think, single digits, about uh, a couple minutes to go. But uh, I think Duke ended up winning by six or something like that. But yeah. I don't yeah. think Duke. Duke is always good, and you can never. I'm never going to say I don't think Duke is that good this year, because every time I say that, bad things happen. Yeah, your brother told me Emil Jefferson did walk off with the foot injury, though. They don't know how bad it is. So hopefully, it's broken. Ooh. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I don't. Want, I don't want no one to be hurt or nothing like that. But hopefully his academics suck. Maybe I don't know. Um, so, what are we going to look for? And Joe, I'm relying a hundred percent on you. Other than what I've just mentioned, what are we going to need to do to beat Virginia Tech? Because let's let's remember Virginia Tech and UVA being ranked at the same time. It's been a while since that's happened. I mean, that's not. You know, well, I'll tell you what. I was nervous too. when uh, Virginia Tech hired Buzz Williams because Buzz Williams oh, came from Marquette right. from yeah. when we were in the Big East. And, and he uh, is a sweaty SOB, man. Well, hey, you know, he works hard during the game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's young. He's got some energy. He can't, he can't just awesome. sit down like Jim. No, he's awesome. Hey, Buzz but, Williams yo, yeah. is awesome, man. He is a great coach. And, I mean, he, he coached Marquette great when – you know, I mean, he he played. It was a challenge every time SU played Marquette when he was coach. And then when he took over Virginia Tech, I said, oh, three years, watch out. And this is the third year, I believe. So something like this, third or fourth. But, I mean, he just. I think it's the third. He runs it. Yeah, he runs a guard-heavy offense. And, and they just they pressure. They go deep. I mean, they're not going to slow it down. They're not going to lull you to sleep. They're going to pressure defense. And, I mean, it's pretty much just run, you know, by a bunch of guards, they got uh, Zach Waday. Uh, he averaged about 16 points. Um, they got uh, Chris Clark, who had a pretty good day today against Florida State, although they lost. Um, Seth Allen. I mean, they got I think five guys that averaged double digits. Um, so that's just how how he play, how he coaches, and how he sweats. That's how his players play. Exactly. So. Exactly. And that's exactly that players feed off of that, man. They see that energy. They feed off of that. So what are we going to have to do? It's going to have to be defense again. It's going to have well, to be defense again. It's absolutely going to have to be defense. But also I'm afraid of, like you, we were talking about, I mean, they've had a couple of bad losses. So they're going to want some, you know, come back from that. But also we've only been playing pretty much five for the last two games. They're about pressuring the ball, hurrying it up, speeding you up. I mean, they could easily, easily come out and try to, to tire us out. And they could very well have success with that and just it, based upon yeah. our rotation. Yeah, and that's what we were talking about, stamina. I mean, not everybody's Johnny Flynn, and you can't just play everybody 40 minutes every game. Well, and yeah. there's certain there's certain game flows, too. There's people when you play the 2-3 zone, and then you have teams that slow it up on you, and then you go on, you take down shot clock, stuff like that. I mean, yeah. there's a difference between having to break a press, play against heavy man-to-man, and then play against an attacking offense. You just go, go, go all the time. And with five guys, and like you said, too, foul trouble, you know? 
someone twists an ankle. I mean, who's going to step up? Yeah. So and and like I said, we we shot against uh, Pitt. We shot you know seven for eight. We only went to the we only had went to the line four times. Or well, actually, I can't say that. But we only shot eight free throws. We went we did go seven for eight for eighty seven percent. But um, not typically known for that this year, um, hitting our free throws. So could be an issue. No, keep it up. I mean, this offense, if we if we come out and play with the offense's efficiency that we've been playing the past two games, I mean, I think it definitely directly correlates with our effort oh, on defense. Yeah, without, it's just, without a doubt. If Andrew White comes out and leads this team the way he has the oh, last two games, it is going to be difficult for people to – first of all, it's going to be difficult for people to understand how Cuse just turned – flipped the light switch – Right. And second of all, it's going to be hard for for people to to defend it because, um, I mean, he's on fire. And when he people are feeding, when when a team is feeding off of one another and they're doing good, that's a dangerous thing. That's exactly what Duke does. I mean, if you really think about it, that's that's what Duke does. That's what all these great teams do. UNC, UVA. They all feed off of one another like that. And that's what we've done in the past. And that's what we need to get back to doing. So with that said, what is your prediction on the Virginia Tech game? I mean, I honestly, I I see it being uh, end of the game, free throws type games. I mean, I can see it. I don't know. I'd like to see. I'm thinking Syracuse is going to win by a couple points, and that's just the homer in me. <laughs> that's the but, homer in you for sure. But, I mean, like I said, I mean, it's it just comes down to if they come out with the confidence. I mean, it's a confidence game. These guys are sky high right now, and you have Virginia Tech who have lost two straight by double digits in both of them. So, I mean, you have two teams right now on the opposite side of the spectrum. So, I mean – Realistically, it comes down to whether or not our five or six deep can handle the pressure. We are playing in Blacksburg, though. Just yeah, yeah. I I, I completely understand that, right. but I just I, don't. I just don't know if it matters. Okay. Well, hey, dude, I love your confidence. I'm a little. I'm a little. I feel like it could go the other way very easily. Um, but on the other hand, we have, you know, we have like five days in between this game, so. I feel good about it. Actually, it's not even five days. It's like no, I think it's Tuesday. Yeah, it's Tuesday. So, you know, it's going to be a good game if Syracuse plays the way they've been playing. It's going to be an excellent game, and I cannot wait to watch it because I live in Virginia Beach and I'm surrounded. I'm surrounded by chokies, and there's a reason (laughs) we call them the chokies because they (laughs) choke. <laughs> they're all like I said. They're all fans call them the chokies. Yeah. So, um, that's all I have to say about that. Anything else, Joe? Well, I mean, like I, I think it just has a lot to do with we've been losing and now we've been winning, so our confidence is sky sky high. Virginia Tech's been winning, then they lost two straight after the Duke game, and I mean they just haven't been shooting well, so. I mean, like I said, we have two teams on the opposite side of the spectrum. You're right. And you're, you're going off of momentum, and I love that because it's so yeah. true. It's so true. And, that, and that's basically what I'm basing it off of, what I've seen. I was going in not really confident today, and after what I saw today between us and Virginia Tech, I mean, don't get me wrong. We could easily go in there and go back to bad habits and I don't do some think confidence. So. 
I but don't, I don't I don't think so either. I don't Even think if so. it's a loss, I think it's going to be them wearing us out either with foul trouble or their Short pace bench. of play. Shallow bench. Yes. Yep. I mean, if, if, and, and like I said, that's that's what I see. If they can't do that, I think we win, you know, by a couple points and, and get out of there. Awesome. That's All my right. prediction. All right. So. Well, good. I tend to agree with you, but I want to disagree with you just for the sake of argument. But I go. think I'm going. <laughs> I think I'm going to agree with Joe on this. And um, Cuse may pull it out in a tight, you know, foul shot battle at the end of the game in a tight game. We can only hope for that in Blacksburg. All I can say is go Cuse for today. For Joe, I am Sean. We're out. We'll see you next time. You just heard the Cuse Nation podcast with Sean, TJ, and Joe.